Hi. How are you? Not too bad, and yourself? With all due respect, let's get the small talk. Welcome to Let's Give the Small Talk, a podcast show where we talk about it all, one topic at a time. I'm your host, Tyconis Allison. With that being said, ready, set, stimulate. Let's Give the Small Talk. Thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in to episode 54 of Let's Skip the Small Talk. Today is going to be a very special episode because today... I will be introducing you to a few golden figures who have been hidden. Now, you ask, Ty, what do you mean by golden figures who have been hidden? Well, I'll be happy to explain that to you. But first, let me tell you how this episode came about. This episode is actually inspired by my daughter, Aaliyah. Aaliyah has been doing remote learning since the start of the school year back in October. So every day, Monday through Friday, we set up her table, her chair, then we power up her laptop, then we log into Zoom, and boom, we're at school in the comfort of our own living room. I usually pop a squat nearby on the couch or I'm in the kitchen, but I'm always somewhere in earshot so I can hear everything that's being taught. Now, here comes the golden figures who have been hidden part. Well, I must admit, this past month on the couch or in the kitchen during school have been a little rough for me, primarily because of what they've been teaching Aaliyah in her class during Black History Month. It's the same old approach. It's the same method. It's the same rhetoric that was used when I was in school, and I'm sure the same for you as well. It's like they haven't updated the curriculum. It's like they just keep reading the same slides that they once showed us on a projector, but now they just have it on a tablet or a computer screen. You know, they highlight the usuals, Rosa Parks, Jackie Robinson, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., and Barack Obama. I never really hear them mention Malcolm X. I wonder why. I have to be honest with you. It pains me to hear the recycled rhetoric because there's so much more to our history that is not being told. Now, of course, we all know school doesn't start in the classroom. It doesn't. We all know that school starts at home. So Alicia and I, we do take things a step further and we introduce Aaliyah to many other golden figures in our history. And we also reinforce that African-American and black history is American history. The country that we live in today would not be what it is without our contribution from the despicable slavery days to the many inventions that we were denied credit for and patents for and everything else in between. So today, I wanted to highlight a few golden figures because I refuse to refer to them as hidden figures. American history is celebrated 365 days. So just because springtime is rolling around doesn't mean that learning and celebrating comes to a halt. Now, we established that our history, which is American history, will be acknowledged. 
all year. It's not just for 28 days. It's not just for 29 days. Now that you have the full explanation of golden figures who have been hidden, before I introduce you to the first one, let's talk about the podcast. If you enjoy Let's Skip the Small Talk and you would like to help this podcast reach its fullest potential, then by all means, please do so. All you have to do is simply text this episode link, this one that you're listening to, to one person in your phone. Just one. It has been helping out tremendously. So please, please continue to do so. Thank you in advance. Okay, let's jump into our first segment, score. Goal season is here. I repeat, goal season is here. Today, I want to take a few minutes out and talk to everyone out there who is currently striving to change or make a difference in your life. That's me included. I raise my hand as well. Whether you're in the process of bettering yourself or trying to make a better life for your family, which both are important in their own right, what I would like to harp on is the reason behind your actions. I want to ask you a question. Why? Why? What is your why? It's important to know your why because, as you know, the journey is not and will not be easy. But if you established your why from the get-go, then those moments when you have to mentally and physically hike over an obstacle, you are already equipped with one, a motivational boost, and the mental fortitude to keep going because you have a reason to keep on stepping, even when it feels like you cannot take another step. You're already equipped with what it takes to get through whatever it is that is trying to prevent you or delay you or challenge you from bettering yourself or making a better life for your family. Okay, listen, I encourage you to walk with a sense of purpose. You may not know how long it will take to get there, but at least you know where you're going. Listen, guys, 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 I need you to listen closely to what I just said. I encourage you to walk with a sense of purpose. You may not know how long it will take to get there, but at least you know where you are going. I want you to let that marinate. All right. With that being said, let's dive right in. It's time that we meet a few golden figures who have been hidden. First and foremost, 
I would like to start off with introducing you to Claudette Colvin. Nine months before Rosa Parks refused to give up her seat to a Caucasian passenger on a bus in Montgomery, Alabama, 15-year-old Claudette Colvin did the same nine months prior to Rosa Parks. It was actually on March 2nd, 1955, Claudette Colvin was taking a bus home from high school when the driver ordered her to give up her seat. Claudette refused, saying she paid her fare and it was her constitutional right. But shortly after she was arrested by two police officers, Claudette Colvin later became the main witness in the federal lawsuit Browder v. Gale, which ended segregation on public transportation in Alabama. Thank you, Claudette Colvin. Claudette Colvin is still with us today, guys. She is 81 years old. Okay, now I would like to introduce you to Irene Morgan Kirkaldi. And check this out. Before Claudette Colvin and before Rosa Parks, there was Irene Morgan Kirkaldi. In July of 1944, Morgan Kirkaldi was arrested after she refused to give up her bus seat to a Caucasian passenger in Virginia. She was convicted in a county circuit court, but appealed the decision to the Virginia Supreme Court and later to the Supreme Court. With the help of lawyers from the NAACP, including Thurgood Marshall, the Supreme Court ruled in favor of Morgan Kirkcaldy on June 3rd, 1946, almost two years later. Wow. While Southern states largely ignored the ruling, Morgan Kirkcaldy's case was a pioneer in civil rights law. Morgan Kirkcaldy received the Presidential Citizens Medal from President Bill Clinton in 2001. Wow, that was very surprising to me. I always heard of Claudette. I didn't know Claudette's name until I, as of recently, but I didn't know that there was someone before Rosa Parks and Claudette Colvin. Wow, thank you, Irene Morgan Kirkcaldy. Okay, now I would like to introduce you to Bessie Coleman. Despite being the first licensed African-American pilot in the world, Bessie Coleman wasn't recognized as a pioneer in aviation until after her death. Though history has favored Amelia Earhart or the Wright brothers, we, we know them, Bessie Coleman who went to flight school in France in 1919 because they wouldn't let her go to flight school here in America, she paved the way for a new generation of diverse flyers, such as the Tuskegee Airmen, Blackbirds, and the Flying Hobos. Wow, the first 
licensed African-American pilot in the world. Thank you. Thank you, Bessie Coleman. Now, I would like to introduce you to Jane Bolin. Jane Bolin was the first African-American woman to attend Yale Law School in 1931. In 1939, she became the first African-American female judge in the United States, where she served for 10 years. One of her significant contributions throughout her career was working with private employers to hire people based on their skills, opposed to discriminating against them because of their race. She also served on the boards of the NAACP, Child Welfare League of America, and the Neighborhood Children's Center. Thank you. Thank you, Jane Bolin. Now I would like to introduce you to Marie P. Williams. Marie P. Williams was the first African-American woman to produce, write, and act in her own movie in 1923. The movie is called The Flames of Wrath. Marie P. Williams have paved the way for Oprah Winfrey, Ava DuVernay, and Shonda Rhimes, and many other African-American female directors and producers today in the television and film industry. Thank you. Thank you, Marie P. Williams, for showing that it is possible to produce, write, and act in your own movie. Now I would like to introduce you to Ethel Waters. Ethel Waters first entered the entertainment business in the 1920s as a blues singer, but she made history for her work in television. In addition to becoming the first African-American to star in her own television show. In 1939, she had her own television show called The Ethel Waters Show. And she was nominated for her first Emmy in 1962. Wow. Wow. The first... African-American to star in her own television show. Thank you. Thank you, Ethel Waters. Now I would like to introduce you to Louis Latimer. Now, while Thomas Edison is famed for the invention of the light bulb, its real potential was recognized by an African-American inventor named Louis Latimer. Louis Latimer was the son of runaway slaves. Louis Latimer found work in a U.S. patent office. Due to his cleverness and skill at drawing, he ended up being hired by Thomas Edison. He was the only African-American inventor on his team. Now, check this out. Edison's original light bulbs lasted only a few days, making them incredibly expensive. Latimer, Louis Latimer developed the filament system that made them last far longer 
and costs less to produce. Wow. Thank you. Thank you, Louis Latimer. Now I would like to introduce you to Bayard Rustin. Bayard Rustin was an invaluable part of the civil rights movement in the 1950s and 60s. He was a talented organizer who helped gain a great deal of attention for the movement. And he literally gave Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. a platform to stand on. Many people refer to Bayard Rustin as Mr. March on Washington. Sadly, Bayard Rustin was never given the limelight due to openly being gay. As an openly gay African-American man in such a tumultuous era, he never received the public respect and admiration he deserved. Bayard Rustin, thank you. Thank you for your contribution. I actually want to read a quote to you from Dr. King himself in reference to Bayard Rustin. We are thoroughly committed to the method of nonviolence in our struggle, and we are convinced that Bayard's expertise and commitment in this area will be of inestimable value. Quoted by Dr. Martin Luther King. Once again, thank you, Bayard Rustin, for your contribution. Now I would like to introduce you to Bass Reeves. Bass Reeves was the first African-American deputy U.S. Marshal west of the Mississippi River. He worked mostly in Arkansas and Oklahoma Territory. Now here's the thing. A lot of the Western films typically depict the Wild Wild West as entirely Caucasian. This concept couldn't be further from the truth. The reality is that around 25% of cowboys were actually African-American. Many freed slaves fled West seeking wealth and safety. Bass Reeves was a legendary U.S. Marshal who was an expert marksman and an excellent writer and traveled with a Native American companion. Thank you, Bass Reeves. And now I would like to introduce you to our last golden figure for today. Moses Fleetwood Walker. Jackie Robinson is famous for breaking Major League Baseball's color line in 1947. But little do people know, when baseball was established in the late 19th century, there wasn't a color line. So there were actually several African-American men, including Moses Fleetwood Walker, to play at the Major League level. Moses Fleetwood Walker played for one season as a catcher with the Toledo Blue Sox in 1884. 1884, Moses Fleetwood Walker was in the major league. Wow. Thank you. Thank you, Moses Fleetwood Walker, for your courage. And I would like to thank you for taking the time 
to listen to these golden figures who were hidden. Thank you. And I hope you was able to learn something new. I know while I was doing research for this episode, I learned a ton. And I'm excited about learning so much more and sharing all of it with Aaliyah and everyone else who's willing to listen. Once again, thank you. With that being said, let's jump into our next segment. Have a treat. As you know, each and every episode, I recommend something for you to read, something for you to watch, something for you to do, because you deserve a piece of your own pie. The pie that is made up of your time and your energy. So save yourself a slice because it's time to grab a fork and have a treat. What I recommend for you to watch is the brand new Denzel Washington movie titled The Little Things. The Little Things starring Denzel Washington, Jared Leto, and Rami Malik. I know you guys know who Denzel is. I know you guys know who Jared is. And I know you guys watched Mr. Robot. You remember Mr. Robot that used to come on USA? Well, that's Rami Malik. In this movie, Denzel Washington plays a sheriff and Rami Malik is a detective. And they team up together to catch a serial killer that is played by Jared Leto. The movie starts off with a thrill. That's all I'm going to tell you because the movie is full of suspense. So I don't want to give anything away, not even the slightest hint, but you have some A-list actors in this movie that does a hell of a job. So please check it out. The Little Thing starring Denzel Washington, the greatest actor of all time, Jared Leto and Rami Malik. Now for something to read. I would like for you to read Sprouting Wings by Louisa Jagger. You guys remember earlier when I was talking to you about Bessie Coleman, how she paved the way for many other African-American pilots? Well, guess what? I mentioned the flying hobos. I would like for you to read the story, Sprouting Wings, because it's the story of James Bannon and his co-pilot, Thomas Allen. They were the first African-Americans to fly across the United States. It took them 21 days to fly from L.A. to New York. The reason why they named themselves the Flying Hobos is because they didn't have money. So when they stopped in various cities along the way, they asked people for food, for fuel, for supplies, and in exchange the people were able to write their names on the wings of the airplane. Bannon and Allen, they made it, obviously. They're the first to ever do it. But in the book, The Sprouting Wings, not only does it include some writings from James Bannon himself, but it details everything they went through along the way. And as you can imagine, that must have been 
one hell of a journey and pretty scary at times as well. But go read it for yourself. Sprouting Wings by Louisa Jagger. Okay, now for something to do. What I recommend that you do is I want you to write down your why. You remember I asked you earlier multiple times, what is your why? What is your reason behind trying to better your life or better the life for your family? I want you to write that down and I want you to write it down in big, bold, colorful letters. And then I want you to tack it up in your home, whether it be on your refrigerator, whether it be on your bathroom mirror, whether it be on your bedroom wall or on your front door, put it somewhere where you can see it each and every day because it matters. It's more important than you will ever know. Okay. All right. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed it and you would like to share it with someone else, then please do so. Send it to one person in your phone. Just send the episode link. I deeply appreciate it. Thank you very much. Before you leave, I would like to leave you with this quote. The more you know of your history, the more liberated you are. Thank you.